Good morning, church. So good to be with you. A couple of uh, birthdays uh, that we're celebrating. Uh, today is, where is, today is Derricka's birthday. Yay! Happy birthday, Derricka. And then Wednesday is Hope's birthday. Happy birthday, Hope. Yay! Good morning, church. So good to be with you. A quick review of last week. So last week I said our vision is that the gospel of Jesus Christ makes such a transformative difference in our lives, both individually and corporately, that it inspires the way that we love and live and engage with the people and the world around us. And the anchor verse for, that we use for our church's vision is Acts chapter 2, 42 to 47, which says this. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. All came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread from house to house and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Beautiful picture of the church. Then we looked at a model that we've adopted for church life, which is up, in, and out. And up stands for up with God. In is where we live in community with the people of God with other believers. And out is where we seek to reach out to a broken and hurting world and make a difference, make an impact for the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. Then I provided you with some practical expressions of up, in, and out. And here they are. And, and I said, hey church, let's finish the year well. Let's finish the year strong. And I asked you to make some end-of-year resolutions in the area of up, in, and out. One thing that you could do in the next two months to further your up relationship with God. One thing that you can do over the next two months and a few days to strengthen your in relationship with other believers. And one end-of-year resolution to that you could do to reach out to a broken and hurting world and make a difference up, in, and out. And so I wanted to share with you um, my end-of-year resolutions. And so here they are. For up, I decided that I'm going to fast from Facebook. It's just, it's just a time waster for me. And uh, for me, it's, uh, I, I'm just compulsive that way. If I look at Facebook, I'm going to look at it for hours. And so I said, you know what? I'm just going to fast from Facebook, and use that time to be with the Lord. And so I, it's been a good week this week so far for me. And then uh, in, I have two things I, I uh, wrote down for my end-of-year resolutions. One, I want to uh, date my wife at least on a weekly basis, and I did a good job this week. And two, I want to really do life with uh, my new Art of Parenting uh, group. I really love them. I feel uh, uh, just a kindred spirit with them. I really want to do life with them this, uh, over the next two months. And for out, I put, I want to aloha one stranger daily. And this is simple, and th this is what I mean. Um, I just want to, like, if I bump into someone, I don't want, um, 
want to um, ignore people. I just want to say, like, good morning, or uh, give them a smile, a hello, you know, acknowledge their presence. And it's just very simple. Strangers that you see, I go jogging, and I see somebody jogging my way. Hey, what's up? You know, and, you know, that kind of, one person a day, you know, that makes a difference, Yeah. And so, so far it's been a good week, and um, I hope you've been keeping your end-of-year resolutions as well. And so this morning, I want to circle back up to the word serving that's found both in the in element and the out element of the triangle, serving. I think you would all agree with me that we live in a pretty self-centered culture. The messaging of our self-serving, self-centered culture is something like this. Indulge yourself. Fulfill your desires. Satisfy your appetite. Pursue pleasure. It's all about you. And sadly, the church is not immune from this self-serving, self-centered kind of attitude. I'm, re- I'm reminded of this super hilarious video that came out many years ago. Um, I think you'll enjoy this. Check this out. It is all about you. Now, the greatest collection of me worship ever assembled on one CD. It's all All 20 songs, all about you. This amazing collection is great to share with friends. Here you go. Everyone can join in the worship with you, for you, and about you. Because you are unique, and you love you. Apostle Paul has something to say about self-centeredness. If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. And we're going to look this morning at verses 3 through 8. Verses 3 through 8. Philippians 2, 3 through 8. Listen carefully. This is the Word of God, and it says this. It says, Let nothing... Be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, 
who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a servant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. The Apostle Paul instructs us to move the focus of our hearts off of self and on to others. He urges us to be other-focused. You see, Paul knew that the world system of self-centeredness would try to invade our hearts. And so he says, we need to be intentional about putting into place countermeasures against the world system of self-centeredness. You see, the world system will entice you to be selfish. Choose to say no. I'm going to protect my heart. And instead of being selfish, I'm going to choose to be selfless. The world system will entice us to be self-focused. Choose to say, no, I'm going to protect my heart. And instead of being self-focused, I'm going to choose to be other focused. And then listen carefully to what the Apostle Paul says next. He says, hey guys, Jesus is our example. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, made himself of no reputation. He took the form of a servant. He came in the likeness of a human being. And he humbled himself even to the point of death, even the most humiliating of all deaths, the death on the cross, crucifixion. The Apostle Paul, he challenges us to humble service. Humble service to God, humble service to others, humble service at home, humble service at work, humble service at church, humble service in our community, humble service. I took the challenge to humble service nearly 25 years ago. Well, maybe not so humble if I'm bragging in front of you, but you get the point. And to this day, I really believe it's one of the most important decisions I've ever made that has resulted in consistent and significant growth in my walk with the Lord. Every so often, I get a young believer that will come up to me and say, hey, pastor, I really want to grow in Christ. What can I do to grow in Christ? And I say, one, read your Bible and pray every day. Two, join a small group. And then three, humble service. Start serving somewhere. Protect your heart from the world system of self-centeredness and start serving somewhere where you are other-focused, where you give yourself away with no expectations of receiving anything in return. 
It's kind of like this. When I was growing up, my sister and I, my sister who's back there, we had family responsibilities, didn't we? Chores, if you will. We had responsibilities that were part of the household, that were assigned to us because we were part of the family. And for some of us, chores are a pill. But what we fail to realize that it's actually not the chore itself, but it's really that we're training our hearts to be other-focused. The church is a family. We are a family of families. Now let me give you a statistic about most churches. In most churches, the, the statistics show that for every 10 people that come to church, only two people are fulfilling their family responsibilities. The other eight people are neglecting their family responsibilities. Now let me bring this closer to home and talk about this church, our church, our family. We started our church just a little over two years ago. We are now maybe a church, a family of about 100 family members. That means 20 of you are fulfilling your family responsibilities. Now listen to this. The other 80 of you are neglecting your family responsibilities. For the most part, it's been the same few people that have been humbly serving our church since 2016. Now, most of this is my fault. It's because I've been hesitant to ask for help. You see, I know that some of you have been used and hurt and mistreated in your previous church experiences. And I really want this to be a safe place where you can be healed, where you can experience healing from all that. And I also know that many of you live extremely busy lives. And it makes me feel bad. I feel horrible asking to add more to your plate. And so I've purposely not made known to you our need for volunteers these past two years. Maybe just one time when we needed help with children's ministry. That's it. I've never asked anyone to serve in our church. But by doing this, I've actually withheld from you opportunities for you to grow in the Lord through humble service. And so I apologize for that. That's bad on me. So now you know. I'm just going to be real honest with you. Our church and every other church is primarily volunteer-driven. If volunteers do not step up, then guess whose lap all the household responsibilities fall on? Yep, in a small church like ours, it falls on your pastor, his wife, and a few faithful volunteers, all of who are probably a little tired and a little overworked. And at this point, you're probably saying, okay, okay, pastor, I get it. You need some volunteers. So what are some areas where volunteers are needed? I'm glad you asked. 
<laughs> Here they are. If you were to ask me, what's the hugest need that uh, you have here? I would say that we need help in the nursery. My good friend, Kimmy Timpson, she's been serving in the nursery the past few months and sometimes by herself with her kids helping. And um, I think she won't tell me. She says, I'm doing great, Thomas. I can do this for another five months. But I know that she's a little tired, probably a little overworked. What if 10 of you said, hey, Pastor, I'm willing to serve one Sunday a month, one Sunday a month to give Kimmy a rest. That would be a huge blessing. The bottom line is this. Without volunteers, without humble servants, our church will most likely never reach its fullest potential. And my hope and prayer is that a few of you would say, hey, pastor, this is my family. And I want to do my part in fulfilling some of these family responsibilities. Pastor, I'm willing to help where needed. You can count on me. I know uh, Matt said, hey, I forgot to tell you that, but the potluck is for pastor's appreciation. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to scold the church and then now you guys are going to appreciate me. But I hope you hear my heart. I'm not scolding anyone. I, 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 really take, I really do take full responsibility. Matt knows I, I don't ask people for help. And only because I, I just care about all of you so much. But I think um, we're a growing church, and the need is great. And um, I think it would be a great opportunity for some of you to grow through humble service. But humble service is far more than serving in the church. That's what I really want to emphasize. Humble service is far more than just serving in the church. There are so many opportunities for humble service in your normal, everyday routines. How about picking up a piece of trash that's on the ground? That's humble service. Maybe it's holding the door open for a stranger that's uh, walking through the restaurant right behind you. That's humble service. One time I was um, in a car with uh, my good friend Dan, and he was driving. He's a, a, a pastor friend. And he, we arrived, and he parked his car like super far away from the entrance. And, I, and I'm like, he must be like, something's on his mind. And so I said, I said hey, Dan, you know, there's, a lot of parking stalls like really close, like really close by. Because I was thinking maybe he thinks he has a BMW or Mercedes and he doesn't want anybody to ding his car. And so but I'm like, no, you just have a Toyota Highlander. It's kind of old. Yeah, we can park all the way in the front there. And he goes, no, I'm good here. I'm like, why? And this is what he said to me. He says, it's because I want to bless others with the best and the closest parking stalls. And so I intentionally park far away. I'm thinking, who does that? Who does that? Isn't that a creative way of humble service? And guess what? No one will ever, ever know. No one will ever say thank you. No stranger is going to come up to him and say, hey, thank you for like, not parking close so I get the closest parking stall. But you know what? God sees. And I bet God is saying, well done, 
good and faithful servant. How about this? We all see shopping carts that are improperly abandoned in the parking lot. How about pushing one back to the entrance of the store since you are heading that way anyway? My wife and I do that every so often. That's humble service. Here's one. How about letting the person behind you at the grocery store go first because they have only one or two items in their hand? I bet you plenty of you do that already. That's humble service. Here's a good one. I learned this from my wife's mother, uh, my mother-in-law, my wife's uh, mom. After you are done eating at the restaurant, how about cleaning up after your own mess? <laughs> cleaning up your own mess. Maybe nicely stack your plates and gather your trash into a small little pile to help out the busy server. That's humble service. Here's a good one. Did you know that Keone Ula Elementary School is like one of the largest elementary schools in the state of Hawaii? Like, the enrollment is like the third largest, I think. Third largest, right? Third largest in the state of Hawaii. And do you know that this um, intersection here is one of, it's like super busy in the mornings. Super busy. Like people are in a rush. People are speeding. And I have seen... um, Kids nearly get run over by people that are speeding. And you know what? There's zero adult crossing guards here on our street. I see crossing guards, adult crossing guards at other elementary schools, but why not this busy elementary school that has like, that has like the third largest enrollment? And so I went and I asked, hey, Why is there no adult crossing guards? That's a shame. We should have adult crossing guards. And this is what they told me. They said, we need volunteers that are able to serve both, both in the morning and in the afternoon. And it's the HPD that trains them. And it's, uh, they get oversight from the HPD, and they don't want people that, that will just serve in the morning or people that will just serve in the afternoon. And so they want people that can commit to Monday through Friday, morning and afternoon. And so that's why we can't find anybody. I'm like, that's kind of messed up. But I've been thinking about this for a long time. What if like a few of us would say, yeah, man, I can do that. I'd be willing to humbly serve out here both in the morning and in the afternoons, Monday through Friday. I think that, that's humble service. True, none of this is your job. But here's the thing. It's not necessarily the act that's important or the action that's important. It's actually your heart that you are training You are training your heart to not be self-centered. You are training your heart to not be self-absorbed. You are training your heart to not be selfish. And instead, you're training your heart to be other-focused. And one more thing. Being other-focused is not only good for you, but it's good for those around you, especially young children. It's contagious. You see, children are watching you, 
and they will do what they see you doing. Children are watching you, and they will do what they see you doing. Let me close with a couple of of opportunities for humble service that's a little more organized. Firstly, um, this school, Keona Ula Elementary School, has their annual campus beautification day, and it's happening this coming Saturday from 8 to 10 a.m. They're just going to do, they're going to do some gardening. They're going to shovel some dirt. They're going to plant some plants. They're going to weed some weeds. It would be a great opportunity for humble service to train your heart to be other-focused. And secondly, Koolina is having their annual Thanksgiving outreach, and this will take place on Saturday. Also, the first thing, the first one, no need to sign up. Just show up. Show up at 8 o'clock on Saturday morning and, and just be ready to serve. The second thing you need to sign up for, and we have a sign-up sheet at the info table after, for after service, but um, Colina has their Thanksgiving outreach, and every year they do this. And this year it's going to be on Saturday, November the 17th, and it's from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. And our church is going to join um, other community volunteers. And we're going to serve about 4,000 meals to the homeless and to those uh, families that are in need. This would be a great, wonderful way for humble service to train your heart to be other-focused. And bring your children, because this is a great opportunity for children to see you doing humble service, because they'll do what they see you doing. And for this one, the second one, if you sign up, Please, please, please let your yes be yes and your no be no. If you sign up, please show up because they're providing T-shirts. They're expecting your hands to help. And when you don't show up, you put everybody else in a bind. So if you do sign up, please, please do show up. Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 to 8. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a servant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Let us pray.